Welcome to Blake's Takes, for God's sakes, everybody. Where uh, It's a podcast where I don't take any goddamn guff, and that's true. Can I tell you something right off the bat? I hope this isn't off-putting. A week ago, somebody gave me guff, and let's just say uh, they are uh, deceased now from blunt force trauma. And that's what happens when you give me guff. But I, I shell out guff. I shell out guff like that gas station shells out their, uh, their fucking petroleum. Is that why they're called shell, by the way? Is it because crude oil comes out of a mollusk? Or is it because they shell out gasoline? I don't know. We'll, we'll address that later for sure. We will for sure address the name of that gas station later. My favorite gas station name of all time, El Cheapo which I don't know if it's still a gas station, but it's located in, uh, like, I think it's a South Carolina chain. And the logo of El Cheapo, I swear to God, this name of the uh, uh, gas station, is a donkey uh, heel-kicking price sign, right? Because that's what they do there. Now, what are we going to talk about this week? I will be 100% honest. Um, We're going to talk about Greyhound. Huh? That movie with uh, Tom Hanks on Apple Plus. I'm going to give you my Blake's take on that. That'll be for the leisure section. Next, we're going to go into relationships. Uh, Love in Heat is the name of that section. Blake, are you going to talk about dogs fucking? Not this show. Not on this particular show, I'm not. No, uh, this is my take on how to retain a healthy relationship uh, when it's 115 degrees out. Because that's what's happening in Los Angeles right now. We're in a living hell. Next section, sports, canceling college sports. I'm going to talk about that, give you my take on that. Hint, it's uh, it's not as cut and dry as I originally thought it was. And then we're going to go into sports, uh, which I just addressed. Then we're going to go into politics, the Mississippi uh, flag designs. Now, I'm sure you want me to lead with that because that is what all of you have been talking about. Blake, what is that? What's that uh, immaculate? Um, state that belongs on a political pedestal. What what are they going to do with their flag? I'll I'll tell you. Oh, I will tell you. Should I should I have switched up my voice for the response there to the question? A true professional would have done that, but I am no Maya Rudolph. Now, let me catch you up on a couple of things before we move into uh, into the sections. First, last week. Uh, first, last. Um, I By the way, I am back in Los Angeles, and uh, last week I recorded the podcast in Charleston, South Carolina, and I did say something. I actually want to walk back. Um, so actually, this is the first time I've ever done this on the podcast. I've never apologized for something I've said on here. I, I really do stick to my guns on these things because I really do give you my like true convictions. Um, oh, God damn it. Come on. What's on fire? Really? Something's on fire right now. Do you need to address this right now? I'm in the middle of a fucking Emmy Award winning show. It is funny. I think you can really tell what type of person. Uh, one thing that really tells you the uh, the cut of a human being's personality is how they react when a ambulance is coming. You know? Because you see... 
you see an ambulance and you're either like, ah, fuck it, I can get one more turn in. You know, that's an asshole. There's are people who are like, ah, that that ambulance, you know, I think I cannot impede its progress. But if I impede it for a second or two, like I have to go to the gym. So uh, whatever, you know, that's one type of person. There's also the type of person uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum when they see an ambulance. They're like, ah, ah! <laughs> they start just swerving and zigzagging all around the road and just in their effort to panic and they take it so seriously, they actually make the situation worse. And then there's the calm person who's just like, I'm just going to either freeze and not move because I see that that's the right move to do because of the traffic patterns, or I'm just going to shift over to the right and let it pass. I believe you're supposed to freeze, I think, so the the driver can react to traffic better, but that I'm not sure about. So getting back to uh, my previous point, last week I did say something that I regret saying, and this is the first time I've ever walked back uh, a comment on here. Last week, I said that my legs have lost uh, some mass, and I'm very pleased to announce that that is not true. Um, I'm back in LA, and the legs—they're—they're uh, they're more. My 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 uh, plumpies are bigger than ever, and that and that is that just made me lightheaded. What I just said, but the plumpies are—they're big, they're thick. When I said last week that they've lost mass, I meanly meant that the circumference of my legs—we lost a foot, like a foot circumference, which when you know, for a normal leg, obviously that would be a lot, but for my legs, not that, I would say it was barely noticeable. And honestly, I, I mismeasured because I, and by the way, when I say I, I mean, my team mismeasured my legs because, um, I do, uh, I can't, you know, while my legs are massive, the rest of my body is feral is normal, you know, instead of exceptional, like my legs. So I do have a team. I may have talked about this before, but have you ever been to the zoo and you see like a group of people in like khaki colored clothing, like hosing down an elephant, you know, um, that's basically what happens with my legs six times a day. So when I wake up, sometimes I'm honestly not even awake for it. So during my nap, one of my five naps, because I do actually have to the legs to operate legs like this, though they are so strong and powerful, it does take uh, a lot of blood away from my heart. You know, so I do have to nap a lot to keep these legs functional, which is worth it, by the way. I would say I probably sleep now, there's 24 hours in a day. I would say 22 hours a day. I probably have to sleep to keep these legs functioning. And it's worth, you know, it's worth it. Has my relationship suffered? I honestly don't know. I really have no idea what she does because I am uh, asleep most of the time. The rest uh, is I shave these legs. The shaving, so I can shave the top part of my thigh and then the rest, I have a barber come over with a straight razor, and he uses at least a full can of shaving cream per shave and just keeps them, keeps them smooth, you know, just keeps the legs smooth. Um, and that is uh, until, well, never mind, I'll get to that later. So, uh, yeah, I've been, my team does me- measure my legs each day. Um, it's more of, it's not a tape measure. You ever see those ropes? that uh you know there's enormous tug of war competitions that they have where it's like you know like a really really long rope and you have teams of 12 strong men on each side so that's what they use to measure the circumference of my leg where they use one of those ropes and they've you know measured out little hash marks on it and they wrap them around my thighs uh, and it takes one to two ropes I'm at right now so again to get back to my point because I lost my massive fucking legs because I lost a foot. Uh, there's no way to know that that's true. And the person who did make m- that mistake, who measured my legs, they've since been fired. Um, I know. Uh, I know. It's you know, 
a little gauche to talk about money and stuff. I have found ways to monetize my legs and now I'm selling ad space. <laughs> I'm selling ad space on my legs. So if you want to take out an ad on my thigh, the thigh is, and this might, here's the pricing structure. My thigh is the second most money, okay? Because it's big. There's no nuance to my thigh. It's just that it, it looks like a cumulus cloud fell out of the fucking sky like and attached itself to my pelvis my calf muscle that is actually more expensive though it's smaller it's um, more nuanced in that there's more definition it's more toned um so the the calf i'm trying to think of like an example of like you know a, a dish you know like a on a pig like what is the most like or like it's like a fillet okay my my calf is a fillet and my flank is uh is my thigh so if you want to buy ad space it is very fucking expensive um also another update about my legs and i'm trying to talk more about my personal life on here you know because it is my podcast it is just me uh though it is my point of view um you are learning things about how i see the world when i discuss you know these current event topics but i think it is important for you to know more about my life so another thing is that i have just started wearing a diaper around just a diaper well i'll wear a shirt you know but i make sure it doesn't drop below the diaper so it doesn't look like i'm like naked or something gross so i've been wearing a diaper and not for well it actually it kills two birds with one stone um or kills uh two eagles with one leg which happened the other day <laughs> Fuck. so uh sorry i just kicked i just kicked the mic uh the microphone and um just pure steel just snapped uh on the mic stand that i'm using right now so uh, have started wearing a diaper and it isn't anything special you know it's just like a classic white diaper uh, because I wanted to wear something that showed off my legs more uh, shorts even if they come down a little bit still cover up part of your leg and I don't want any of that and then yes a lot of people have been emailing me and saying Blake you could wear a bikini bottom but the issue with the bikini bottom is that shows off your pp you know what I mean and I to be completely honest, the, the size of it compared to my legs, it honestly looks like uh, it's it's humiliating. It looks like, oh, somebody put a child's thumb next to this gorgeous leg. And you don't want to distract from beauty. You know what I mean? Like they don't put an empty uh, Canada dry can in the Louvre next to the Mona Lisa. So why would I put my penis, have that on display next to my big, beautiful legs? So what I've done, not the bikini bottom, I've, this diaper disguises all uh, physique other than my legs. So the legs, front and center, no pee-pee. Also, one issue with my thighs is that if I sit in a certain position, they're so big, they crush my bladder. So I have been pissing my pants a lot. Therefore, the diaper also solves that issue. Now, moving into the next thing about my life uh, before we move on. Um, so by the way, this is a, this is a true story. What I'm about to say. So no bit here. I ordered, uh, what's it called? Amazon prime, um, grocery yesterday. And this is never, I actually am surprised that this has never happened before. So the guy delivers it. It's a man and his son, which I have seen teams of like delivery drivers before, you know, where every once in a while you get a postmate or something and they come and it's like oh there's their husband or their wife's in the car you know which is always interesting you're like oh what the fuck's going on there but you move on from it immediately so this guy was delivering groceries with his son he was an older man probably like in his late 50s maybe 60 i would say he was in his 60s and his son was like in his mid-20s i guess and 
they're delivering groceries together, which does make sense. It's a lot to carry. But I see the guy, I live across the street from a park in LA, and he just goes, not across the street, I my apartment just borders a park. So it's my apartment, the gate that goes into my apartment, and then this really nice park. And this guy just like whips out his penis and pees in the park. And if you, it was just, it was off enough you know, I swear to God, this is true. I saw his penis and it was old. It was old and it was, it looked like leather. Like it looked like a piece of leather <laughs> that he brought out of his pants. And um, I, I swear, I swear to God, this is true. So I'm like carrying my groceries up the steps and I see him run to the park. I'm like, oh, maybe he parked on the other side of the park and they had to carry all these groceries over. And then he just starts pissing right next to my building. And I am surprised that this hasn't happened before. You know, I still gave him the full tip. Um, I don't know if I like that double entendre that I just said. I still uh, paid him a gratuity, the same amount that I would have given him. But it is weird, you know, to have because I guess you're in your car all day delivering things and you don't have a chance to take a piss, especially now in COVID times, like where you're going to just stop into like a restaurant or something. But the park isn't wooded enough. You know, there aren't enough trees to, like, hide your urine stream. You know what I mean? It was very, very, very jarring for it's, like, it was a totally normal interaction. Like, oh, thank you so much for my food. And then he just urinates right next to the building. So I did not increase the gratuity, but it did stay the same. Now, uh, last thing I want to talk about on here until we get to the main topics. Oh, um, I did. So if you follow me on Instagram, I paid off my credit card this week, which by the way, uh, I don't, I, I'm wondering, I am going to talk about this longer on another podcast when I have time to think more about it. Cause I don't want to give off or give away too much privacy. I will talk about my legs, uh, ad nauseum, but, um, in terms of finances, I don't, I don't like talking about that too much, but, uh, yeah, it took four years and it is like the biggest weight has been lifted off my shoulders. So um, I do want to talk on another show about the importance of like financial literacy because I didn't know what an interest rate was when I first opened up the uh, two credit cards. And I'm not someone who, you know, it's not like I gamble or buy drugs or, you know, fucking uh, have expensive tastes with shit. Like I don't, it's not like I have some sort of stereotypical like, oh, this guy blew all this money. I just, it just the interest rates just piled up to the point where they were so fucking high. I just couldn't overcome it. It was crazy. So, um, and I always thought there was going to be some sort of like silver bullet, you know, like, oh, I just uh, sold a TV show or, oh, like I just got like an HBO special and that'll wipe it all away, you know, with one payment. But that you know, hasn't happened yet. So when that does happen, I can just put that in the bank. See, positive thinking. But um, yeah, I just paid it off just slowly, but fucking surely. And um, but I do want to talk about it on another podcast. So I guess right now I'll just leave it. Uh, you gotta, the importance of financial education in this country, I cannot uh, emphasize more just from firsthand experience there where I, you know, for your college education, um, you know, I'm a fairly educated person, didn't know uh, how any of that shit worked. So let's get into, adding on a serious note there, and now I'm going to get into a film, a film, a movie, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Let's go to the leisure section. Blake is really funny, Blake is really cool, blah, blah, blah. 
Greyhound. Now, I do want to say right now, this whole section is a spoiler. But before you fast forward, you're probably never going to see this movie. You know, unless you have Apple Plus where there's no reason to subscribe to it. Uh, I don't think you should fast forward through this because there's no... I don't... I am going to spoil the movie, but there's really nothing to spoil. Does that make sense? So if you would like to fast forward and you think you're going to watch this at some point, again, you're not. You're not going to ever watch this movie, and so you should listen to this segment. But if you are, on the uh, podcast notes, there's a timing on this shit, so just go to the next section. Now, Greyhound, uh, if you don't know what it is, it's it's a Tom Hanks movie that was put on Apple Plus, I think, a couple weeks ago. And Apple Plus is Apple's new streaming service. So they, um, I think, just paid an insane amount of money to make this movie. And by the way, even after you watch or listen to this, if you haven't seen it, um, you should watch it because it's wildly entertaining. And I guess my take here is on the question, can you have a movie that with like tons of flaws you know, like just a very flaw. There's no uh, nuance. There's no like, uh, I, I don't know, like filming techniques. There's no beauty to it. You know what I mean? Can you have like a movie that has tons of flaws, but is wildly entertaining and still proudly like that movie? Does that make sense? Because that's how I feel about this film. Um, the movie, and I'll, I'll get that into that in a second. So basically what this movie is, is like, have you ever drank Four Loco, you know, before the government did anything about it? When Four Loco first came out, I remember the, the only time I drank it was I was sitting playing video games, like basketball video game, with my friend Max Fox, who just moved to L.A. Welcome to L.A., Max. And uh, we were sitting in his apartment in college, and we were both drinking Four Loco. And it was a, it was a drunk I've never experienced, where I felt like not powerful... I felt just the ability to tear apart steel. Um, I felt pissed off and angry and just aggressive. You know what I mean? It was like this watching this movie, you you feel like you just have four loco um IV direct intravenous directly in your veins. It's fucking wild. So here's my impression. I'm gonna do an impression of the movie. And uh, if you've seen the movie, this is a spot on impression. And by the way, can you do an impression of a movie? Yes, I'm about to do it. So here's my impression of uh, of the movie Greyhound, okay? P26 left rudder, P26 left rudder, 555 left rudder, 555 left rudder, uh, 999999999999 right rudder, 9999 right rudder, bring it back around, bring it back around, bring it back around, bring it back around. Hello, Greyhound, it's me, Dickie. Hello, Dickie, bring out a 555 left rudder, 555 left rudder, torpedo, torpedo, depth charge, depth charge. Hello, Greyhound, it's me, the wolf. Hello, you gotta eat, Captain. Chef's dead. G55 left rudder. G55 left rudder. Turning starboard. Turning starboard. Turning starboard. Turning starboard. Bring it back around. Bring it back around. The chef's dead. The chef's dead. Oh, you gotta eat, Captain. He's tired. Get this man some slippers. Hi, guys. It's me, the wolf. I'm gonna eat you and your family. 655 left rudder. 655 left rudder. 655 left rudder. 655. Look how tired this guy is. Look how tired this guy is. The bridge is yours, Sean. The bridge is yours, Sean. Who's this guy downstairs? Who's this guy downstairs? Up, up, up. They're moving. They're moving. They're moving. Here in three quicks feast. Here in quick quick feast. Oh, we're going left, 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 left. Going left, 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 left. 
Hello, it's me, the wolf. It's time to eat you. We got to go to the planes. Here comes the plane. Here comes the plane. Who's that lady? That's uh, that's my impression of the entire movie. Now, it's spot on impression. So the movie, it's just immediately these fucking U-boats are trying to sink uh, these bo- uh, the battleship that Tom Hanks is running. Um, it is, it, it, you're just amped. There's no rest. Does that make sense? Like there's, you don't, you don't get a chance to have a breather at all during this movie, which to the point it's an hour and a half long and like you, you're just in it. Like I didn't look away once. Uh, I had no, um, you know, uh, urge to look at my phone or anything. We're all like, holy shit. But there's no care. I don't know who any of the characters are in the movie. Uh, there's no character development whatsoever. By the way, and this is the thing, I love the movie. So that's my take. I fucking love this movie. And now I'm going to acknowledge all the flaws with it. But keep in mind, this is coming from someone who absolutely adored this movie. Uh, there's a lady at the beginning um, who Tom Hanks is like, hey, why don't you come to uh, this nice island with me? And she's like, I don't think so, man. And then they, he just takes his plane ticket back and puts it away. And then like she gives him slippers and then that's just the end of the lady. You know, like, you don't you don't know if Tom Hanks loves this lady. You don't know. They're not married, for sure. Uh, you don't know how long they've been dating, you know? He doesn't really think about the lady at all, I guess. Like, you know how in war movies, you know, they have a photo of a lady or whatever? Like, on the in Pearl Harbor, it's like, oh, here's the lady on my dials in my airplane or something, you know? No one knows who the fuck this lady is. And she gives him slippers and Tom Hanks just in the middle, he's up for a while, and then his feet are just bleeding. And he they're bleeding through these slippers, which is a device that's supposed to show, oh shit, uh, Tom Hanks is exhausted. He's been standing a lot, you know? But like, I think he, you'd be fine to stand, like on a boat. Like it wasn't like he was marching through the ocean. He was just standing on the boat, you know? So he's wearing these slippers to become... It's like, oh, okay, I guess you're adding a quirk to the character. You're making us like Tom Hanks more. We already like Tom Hanks. Also, why are his feet bleeding? Maybe he has bunions. Maybe that was a big... Maybe that was a huge plot part about this movie, is that Tom Hanks has bunions, and that's what this whole film is uh, is drawing attention to. Then you have... Uh, so, like, they're wheeling around. These U-boats are coming out of the water. There's this weird sound effect when they come out, like... You know, it's just to show how scary the U-boats are. So the U-boats are, like, terrifying because you just never know when they're going to come and get you. And they're, like, driven by these ruthlessly efficient Germans. But then the captain of the U-boat pack, the wolf pack, calls in to the, uh, what's it called? The, uh, like, the Allied Shipping Fleet's number. And his voice is so comically silly where it's, like, it is like a silly man doing an impression of a German voice. It's The guy's definitely not German. And he calls in and he goes, Hello, Greyhound. We're wolves and we're going to bite you and eat you, Greyhound. <laughs> and like he keeps calling in with this awful voice with weird wolf puns. You know, we're like, greyhounds aren't fast enough to run, outrun wolves. And it's like, dude, we get it. We get, we get, you guys call yourselves gray wolves. Cool. Cool. Boats are gray. It's not that fucking creative. You know? 
And then they end up like getting through the thing. A bunch of boats get sunk. Um, and, uh, and like an airplane comes and saves them. And then like, that's it, you know? And then I guess Tom Hanks takes a nap eventually. Like that's all, all that happens in the movie. Nothing really happens, you know? But it's still all like I, 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 at the end of the movie, I was like, that is exceptional. That's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Unbelievable movie. And then I woke up the next day next to my girlfriend and she goes like, was that movie good? And I was like, I don't think it was. <laughs> it wasn't because it was even funny after the movie, you know, Tom Hanks wrote it. And like my mom and I were both like, God, can you believe Tom Hanks wrote that movie? And then once you actually think about how the movie was, you're like, yeah, yeah, I can believe that. Oh, I can believe an actor wrote that movie. You know what I mean? As incredible as Tom Hanks is. So that's my take. I do think that a movie that essentially kind of sucks, but if not for that one compelling characteristic, which in this case uh, was an incredibly thrilling, um, you know, high tempo movie, I think I think you, you can still proudly say that you enjoy it. All right. And I proudly enjoy that movie. Now, next sections. Uh, next sections. Let's just do the next section. Let's take one at a time, Buster. Relationships. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. We're back. Uh, right now um, in Los Angeles, we're in the middle of this insane heat wave. And uh, it's so bad. I think we have about almost a week left of it where it's uh, the biggest heat wave, I believe, in 30 years. And the it's putting so much pressure on the power grid that uh, they're using, and it hasn't happened, knock on wood, um, in Southern California or in Los Angeles yet, but the state of California has been doing these rolling blackouts to take like pressure off the grid. So just all of a sudden, for an hour, they might just shut off your power you know, to take uh, pressure off the power grid because of all the air conditioning and just all the uh, all the pressure this this uh, heat waves putting on. Plus, you know, in under normal times, you can, oh, okay, like it's like to save energy, I'll go to a bar or I'll go to the movies or the mall or something, a restaurant, but you can't do that right now. So it's just so fucking hot here, which made me think about how like a heat wave and being extremely hot can uh, impact a relationship. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some of my takes on how to have a healthy relationship when it's literally 115 degrees out. Um, first of all, respect your and I guess like the rest of the country now it's getting cooler. Is that true? The hottest days, the hottest times in Los Angeles, by the way, are actually September and October. But uh, you know, like right when the fall is coming and. Uh, leaves are changing in the rest of the country that's when it gets really fucking hot so that's why this heat wave is such a crazy thing oh cool it's gonna get up to 102 degrees today motherfucker 98 now at 11 54 a.m it's 98 um oh, okay like no no it's 85 in philly that's actually not that bad at all yeah all right well i guess the rest of you is getting cooler so but with the heat having a relationship in a fucking heat wave here is my uh recommendation to you first respect your partner's heat tolerance because not all of us have the same heat tolerance. I have this weird thing where like once it eclipses um, like 80 degrees, I sweat the same amount as I would as if it, then uh, if it was like 115 degrees, which at 80 degrees, that means I sweat a lot, you know, but at uh, 115, I sweat the same. So it being that hot isn't as big a deal to me as it is to my girlfriend. So also a great example of this is that there was a horrific heat wave, um, I think two years ago. 
and it was so bad our air conditioning broke in our apartment and uh not just like it blew a uh, not a fuse i guess like a transformer blew or something by the way a transformer is just one of those construction terms you think you know and you actually have no idea what the fuck it means so a couple years ago uh we lost power for literally five days during a heat wave like this and we had to check into a hotel it was it was crazy we lost all the food in our refrigerator it was so hot um this is true i'm not exaggerating at all we have like those fake candles that you use like and they're like these really nice versions of them where you use a remote to turn them on so plastic it was so hot those plastic candles melted in our apartment like they literally melted as if they were made of wax it was crazy however the first night of that my girlfriend and our dog uh, went to stay at a friend's and i'm like ah the power will turn on in the morning so i slept here in like the kind of heat that melts plastic and uh i was fine so that's the type of shit that i deal with um as uh, that's how sick i am as a person i have a very high heat tolerance but my girlfriend doesn't so i can't expect her to be like uh you know like i don't need the also the air conditioning that as well where when i was younger i used to be so cheap i still am to like at points but I wouldn't want to use the air conditioning, you know, because I'm like, oh, I can just man up and suffer and save. Because in my mind, it was like, oh, if you have the air con- air conditioning on, it's like 40 bucks an hour, you know, and that adds up. That's not what it is. So uh, she, I've had to learn through my girlfriend was like, Blake, once it hits 82 degrees, we got to turn on the air conditioning. And I used to fight it where she would have it on medium and I'd sneak in and I'd turn it down to low or I'd turn it off. And then she'd turn it back off. But it's just a fight you don't need to have. Is your partner uncomfortable? Then let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. You know what I mean? So uh, respect your partner's heat tolerance. Also, air conditioning, not that expensive. Next, go to the beach. We did that the other day. Now, there is a like stigma, to go, particularly in Los Angeles right now, for going to the beach. It seems reckless during COVID. Uh, however... Experts are saying, um, and I this is actually properly researched, that in terms of places to be, a beach is a safer place because of the heat, the environmental factors, the virus can't really withstand it that well. That is if you're still distanced from people. If you're right on top of each other, it's still a not safe place to be. But in terms of a... Uh, in terms of optics, you know, or during a pandemic, people are locked down, they're losing your jobs, and then you're just posting selfies of yourself, like, sunning on a beach. I, it admittedly does not look good. But we went to the beach the other day. We went to uh, this beach in Malibu where you can bring your dog. And you, by the way, the dogs have to be on leash, which is huge. Huge. Because you don't have dogs sprinting around, like, wreaking havoc. It's controlled, and you get to look at everybody's dogs. It's fucking awesome. And it was 30 degrees cooler at the beach, which was really nice. So, highly recommend the beach if you can get there. Uh, Cuddling is pretty much out, you know? Because it's so hot, even if you have the air conditioning on, you're just going to sweat all over one another, you know? Jesus. You're just going to sweat all over one another. It's it's not like sexy. It's not cute. You're just going to be making each other uncomfortable and therefore at least consciously or at the very least subconsciously uh, resenting one another for the cuddles. So what you do, hold feet, hold hands or feet 
So my girlfriend and I, when we're sleeping, we're, we're not touching each other. We're not cuddling, but like we'll hold feet, which as I'm saying this, I guess is a little weird, you know, like use your toes as fingers and hold each other's feet. I don't know. I think it's cute. I think it works. Um, or like hold hands. Like, yeah, they'll sweat, but like you can wipe off a hand. You can't wipe off like your entire side. You know what I mean? Hygiene is also important because when it gets hot, you start to stink like shit. And uh, beware of, and just also general appearance, um, beware of upper lip, lip sweat. Upper lip sweat, because there's nothing less attractive, you know, than like just somebody's just seeing beads of sweat on an upper lip. Ugh, right? Like you could have mild, uh, any body odor like makes me sick. Uh, you could have like, I don't know, like workout, like workout smell to you, but... If you don't have, uh, you know, beads of sweat on your lip, it's more bearable. If you have beads of sweat on your upper lip, it's absolutely disgusting. So wipe that shit off. Get a hanky chiff. Um, shower a lot, obviously. Take cold showers. That'll wake you the fuck up. Next, wardrobe changes. All right, you're going to keep sweating your clothes. Then uh, you go for coming from, uh, from outside. You sweat your clothes outside. You come inside. It slowly dries. Oh, God. Have you ever smelled someone who smells like mildew? Oh, Jesus Christ. So feel free to have a couple wardrobe changes, all right? Sometimes I like to have an indoor war, uh, an indoor outfit and an outdoor outfit. So if we take the dog for the walk, for a walk, it's like 98 degrees, I'll wear clothes I can sweat in. Then when I come inside, I'll change out of those and put on nicer clothes, right? Not bad. Now, this is more of a per, uh, personal issue. I love wearing jerseys and tank tops, like not not even tank tops, just jerseys because I love sports and, uh, you know, no sleeves. It makes me feel, you know, cool. It, like temperature wise, you feel cooler. Uh, and my girlfriend th- uh, thinks they look like shit and she's probably right. So I'm, I've been trying to wear less jerseys. Have I stopped completely? Absolutely fucking not. Speaking of jerseys, let's go to the sports section. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, blah, blah. Here we fucking are. Welcome to the sports section. Now, uh, so now I'm going to talk about the canceling of college uh, sports. And um, I'm talking in particular about college football. Many uh, conferences have already said that they don't want to play this year. Some have not admitted that to themselves yet. In general, I do want to say that I, unless I think any sport, particularly football without a bubble situation, is just not going to be successful. Um, and college sports, it's more complicated. So this is my, this has been my take and then I'll give you an updated take. Uh, so I think the idea of putting students in harm's way to play football during a pandemic is absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, I think that they, you know, in my mind, I'm like, you, it's a no brainer. You cancel the season right away. This is just the NCAA, or you at least postpone it till the spring. Uh, This is just the fucking NCAA, like money grabbing, uh, trying to you know get all the money that they can. Players, these like at least in the NBA, they 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 stand to make money. These poor college football players do not get paid at all. Um, They don't have health insurance, so. If they have a long-lasting issue from getting COVID, also the stigma of getting COVID, um, they're not—they're fucking kids too. Like, what you think they're going to take this seriously? They're not, and they're gonna—it's going to spread so, so easily. And I do think that all of that's true. However, I didn't think about the player aspect as well. Like, what they think, I do think should matter. Because um, in my mind, 
you know, and, and this is this is not good. Like I was thinking, well, you know, the players who want to play, they don't know any better. And they're, they're just saying that because they don't they're not taking the, the virus seriously. And I started watching that series Last Chance You on Netflix, which is the best series. You know, I'm watching my, my girlfriend isn't the biggest sports fan. We're watching that together like that's It's the type of series where if you love sports, you'll fucking love it. Um, it's like uh, Friday Night Lights, but with um, but like real people. It's really, really good. And you get to meet the kids and their home lives and stuff. And then I realized how much college sports mean to these kids. And I didn't I feel like my approach like, oh, just fucking cancel it was callous and not, um, you know, considerate of their actual concerns where uh, a lot of these kids, I'll just speak, you know, with the show in particular, they use they they use football a as an escape you know where a lot of kids have very tough lives and college football takes them away from those tough lives like pretty much all day. like they don't have to deal with as much you know the the hardships at home and you know financial hardships that they would have to you know that would be all encompassing the other months of the year while they're playing football also a lot of these kids use football to improve their their lives and that you know uh, f- for instance on these shows it's junior you know community colleges and if the kid plays well playing football they now get to go to a better school or a bigger school and then they get to get a degree from that school and hopefully you know get themselves a better job and a, a better life and without football they're losing these opportunities you know like there is a kid on that show who's like sleeping in his fucking car but if he, you know, gets a and, and he doesn't like, you know, these junior colleges, they don't pay for your housing. So or uh, this one in particular. So this kid, you know, he stands to like get a division one scholarship, then he can go to a division one school. So with football, not only is it taking it away, for, taking him out of his car that he sleeps in, it can actually provide him with housing for the next two years of his life and an education and a degree, which would be incredible. But if there's no football season, this kid's not going to get that. So I still believe this season should be postponed. Uh, obviously all the kids should be allowed an extra year of eligibility, but I do want to say that my take isn't as cut and dry where it's not like, fuck, like it's just the NCAA trying to make money. I, I didn't take into account the fact that the students do have legitimate reasons to want to play. However, I still think the risk of it to them, you know, they should delay the football season either a year or at least until the fall when it could be, uh, when it could be safer. So that's my take. Now, final section, politics. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. Now, as it is with many of these sections, I, this isn't necessarily a political thing, though everything is politicized these days, so that's how I'm sliding it in here. Uh, I want to talk about the Mississippi flag designs, all right? So uh, to catch you up, if you don't know, Mississippi's flag um, for forever has had a Confederate flag baked into it, you know? Just just slide in a little racism into their flag. The whole thing isn't racist, just 30% of it, which I think is, uh, you know, representative of mississippi demographics but it'll be a little more than 30 percent so uh what they what happened is that you know where there were obviously calls uh during the black lives matter movement to take that flag down there's been you know calls to take that flag down for years but 
the catalyst to actually get the state to do something about it was the SEC, which is the Southeastern Conference in college football. So that's like teams like Alabama, you know, like all these enormous teams, the biggest teams in college football were like, hey, we don't want to fucking play in Mississippi if you guys have a Confederate flag. So it is funny that the one thing that college football is so popular in Mississippi that uh, the one thing that and also the one thing more popular than racism in Mississippi which is like their favorite thing is college football you know college football somehow somehow trumps racism which I think is pretty cool so um, I want to go through these flags real quick and uh, I think and I, I might give you my take on what I think is the best flag so you can go online, just uh, Google Mississippi uh, flag options. Um, so here's one. Um, so all of these are actually like pretty tame. Most of them just have like a flower in the middle, you know? Like that would be funny if they're like, oh, or, like if they, it was just like a Confederate flag with the name Mississippi on it, like they doubled down on it. This is what we're, this is honestly what we fucking wanted to begin with, but you wouldn't let us have it. So now that you're trying to take away our less racist flag, we're going to go full fucking racist. First one, um, still, uh, looks a little bit racist, I guess. Like it's half blue, half red. All of these have like a flower on them. My favorite one, there's a cool green. So if I were them, I would actually just get away from the, uh, red, white, and blue, you know? Anything that could resist, I, I know our like American flag is red, white, and blue, but I would just shift a totally different color, make it pure Mississippi. There's one that I really like that's a green flag with a bunch of white stars in a circle, of course, whether they're going to be black stars, um, <laughs> then a tree or like a flower in the middle. And it says, in God we trust. In God we trust is actually on all these flags. So let them fucking have that. All right. Another one. So that's my favorite one. All right. Just it's clean. Green flag, white stars, white tree with a white flower on it. In God we trust. Let them have the God thing. There's another that's just a picture of their state on it, which looks really stupid because it's not even like a cool looking state. It kind of looks like uh like Abe Lincoln's profile. If you look at if you look at how Mississippi looks on a map, it's like Abraham, you know, you got the big nose, you got a neck, and then you have his top hat. You look up Mississippi, you'll see what I mean. So those are the options. There was another flag, which I think is funny. I was reading this news story where this guy submitted as a joke um, a flag where it's a, a red bar to the right, red bar to the left. And in the middle of the flag, there's a mosquito with a bunch of stars around it. And that because the guy did it as a joke, because I guess like there's tons of mosquitoes in Mississippi. And um, it turns out that like out of the 3000 submitted flags, that one made it to the second round of 147, which is hilarious. So would you have a mosquito? It is really, really cool. It almost looks like a minor league baseball team logo, which I think are often the coolest logos. So I'm wondering what would be more Mississippi than that? I think that would be awesome to keep the, the, the mosquito there. Maybe, you know, if they have like a, like a possum, uh, you know, shaking a stick at uh, like, a, like a Google empire. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh here's my pitch for the mississippi flag uh, so you know have the stars around it right have the red white and blue border in god we trust <laughs> all right and right above in god we trust it's a possum sh like with a like angrily pointing a stick at uh like a google search bar you know 
just like like a like a the most backwards animal you could picture just you know being willfully ignorant and being very, like a luddite against technology they refuse to like look anything up that's what the flag should be a possum shaking a stick at a google search bar and under under that it says in god we trust perfect nice quick segment and now the close Blake is really funny Blake is really cool blah 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 blah, blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. that is the show for this week everybody thank you so much for listening um go to patreon.com slash blake wexler if you'd like i'll give you some perks and uh and i really guess that's all i have to say all right if you are a patron i'll talk to you on friday and if not you know what i still hope you enjoy your week all right i'll be a bigger person have a good one i love you goodbye Blake, 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 Blake,